Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We're joined by Nathan McCullum, of course, former Black Cap spinner, a good exponent of the T20 game, has played it all around the world. Um, and he is, uh, like us, keeping a very watchful eye on the T20 World Cup. Is now starting to get very serious as the big, comes, big guns come out to play. So uh, let's look at those uh, results over the weekend. Australia humbling South Africa. England pulverising the West Indies. Sri Lanka just getting up over Bangladesh. And this morning, this morning, the big one, first time in history, Pakistan beating India by 10 wickets. Yes, 10 wickets. So good morning to you, Nathan. What did you make of that? Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, uh, it's a biggie. Yeah, yeah. Biggie. It's a it's a big one, that, isn't it? There's always that there's always that close rivalry between India and Pakistan. So, uh, look, in every tournament, uh, as you're as you're aware, in every tournament, you you have a bit of a mishap, and and hopefully you can get through. And I'm sure. Uh, I suppose doing that at the start, and, and like you say, you know, Stoney's in that camp. I'm sure he'll he's been there before when they uh, haven't quite got off to a great start and uh, and had that awareness to get back going. But um, yeah, it'll certainly dent uh, India's confidence, that's for sure, and and give Pakistan a, a a huge boost. Well, look at some of the games, and we were told that uh, the conditions will dictate some of these performances. Uh, but in this particular case, I, I think it's fair to say that it was um, a relatively batting-friendly surface uh, when you look at Pakistan's ease in their run chase against a good bowling attack from India. Uh, but Pakistan did the damage with the new ball as opposed to spin with a Shaheen Afridi who is fast becoming a big factor on the world stage. Shaheen Afridi, uh, what do you know of him? Yeah, he's, he's been making his mark for the last, uh, last 12 months for sure. And uh, look, he's got pace. He, He's got. He's obviously got a a bit of a bit of mouse about him to to bowl the right balls in the, in the right areas as well, and and make the right choices when he's under pressure. So, um, for me, they they're a really balanced side, and and any time Pakistan come into a world tournament, you know that they're they're going to be there and thereabouts. So they're just so unpredictable, but they've got some class about them as well. So um, between. Himself and Baba Azim uh, lining lining the coppers with the with the ball and the bat. Um, they've certainly got a couple of superstars and, and a few others involved mm. as well. It's not always um, that you, you sort of associate balance and uh, and ease, I guess, with any Pakistan cricket setup. But it seems to me, looking from the outside, that this Baba Azam has got some real leadership qualities. Aside from the fact. He's probably one of the top three or four batsmen in the world in all forms of the game. 
Yeah, I think I think you're bang on there. Um, I think uh, any time you've got someone that stands up and uh, and, and scores runs at any given time uh, under pressure, uh, when the pressure's off, where, where when your back's totally against the wall, and and he's done it in all three formats, and and he's been a, a world class player over the last couple of years, and um, and I really think it's it's showing the confidence that he's able to exude amongst his team. Uh, and and for, yeah, I don't know him too well, but it definitely comes across as as very. He's got those leadership qualities, qualities that are a bit like Kane Williamson in the same extent of, of just follow me. Um, it's not it's not rah rah rah. It's more a follow me sort of scenario. I, I sort of thought the West Indies might be a big factor in this. They still might, and you make the point that you're allowed one slip up in most tournaments, but. Uh, to be rolled by England for 55, that's uh, quite a big slip-up. Uh, and on the basis of this match and performance at this venue, was dominated by spin by uh, Moan Ali uh, and Adil Rashid. Just 55 all out. Yeah, yeah. And that, um, oh, look, the, the Western needs are uh, similar in some ways to Pakistan. They've got, they've got the explosive power. They've got the, the flamboyance. Um, and, and I've got the skill and the experience as well, and I, I think uh, they'll be a bit more wary. That sometimes the West Indies will come in and and be cock and hoot and think they're just going to roll roll teams with the experience that they've got and the flamboyancy that they've got. But I think that'll be a certain, certainly a shock to the system. And uh, uh, whoever whoever they're playing next, uh, it might be a good opportunity to go go pretty hard at them because I'm sure that they'll be a little bit more tentative after that first game. So uh, they they could be there ready to be, be dead and buried after game two if uh, if they come up against the right opposition. You can't write Australia off um, in any world com- uh, competition, uh, irrespective of the, the rumours that you hear about disharmony, about coaching problems, etc. When it comes to the crunch, they're always going to wear the yellow very well. So um, not surprising to me that uh, they quite comfortably beat South Africa first up by five wickets. Yeah, look, I, I, I watched that game yesterday morning. Had a, had a bit of a catch up on it, and um, look, I, I, I thought uh, I thought South Africa did it really well with, with a totally underpass score, 120. Um, when they went out with the ball, they actually did it really well and put Australia under pressure. Um, and Australia, Australia came back and, and, and took the opportunity, and, and Stornis uh, managed to finish it off near the end. And, and I think it was, uh, it was just a, it just showed the balance of the side really. And having that, that seventh batter um, gives you that, that depth and ability to, uh, and especially to strengthen their squad. They can continue to go, and they've still got that confidence in the back. But um, yeah, I thought. I think they'll be there and thereabouts as well. You can never write Australia off in a world tournament. Uh, they've got some absolute class and they've got a lot of experience in their team of being in those pressure situations as well. 9.13 here on SENZ. We are talking to Nathan McCullum about the T20 World Cup, which uh, unbelievably already uh, has had 16 matches. Uh, they've racked them up very quickly. It's that kind of tournament. Uh, there's not a lot of room for, in between games to fix problems if you've got them. Uh, so New Zealand's first outing will be um, um, on Wednesday morning uh, against Pakistan, Nathan. What kind of uh, team mix are you, are you looking at there, particularly in the spin bowling area? How many do you think we can cater for? 
Yeah, well, I, I suppose it's uh, it's a it's a bit different now with uh, with the number of batters that are, are rolling their arm over. I suppose in the last sort of six to twelve months, as we've seen with uh, uh, with a few of the younger guys. Obviously, Chap- you got Chapman, you got um, Glenn Phillips, uh, and and the likes as well. So. Uh, look, I, I, I think you, you definitely need Ish Sodi will be in there no matter what, and I think his his record speaks for himself. And um, I, I just hope he doesn't put too much pressure on himself as a, as a leader. But uh, in any case, I think we need to have at least at least twelve overs of spin available. Um, and when I say available, you don't always have to use that, but you you need twelve overs of spin in in the bank and. In case the the wicket does turn, or or you want to put the screws on someone that isn't a great player of spin. So outside of that, then it's it's just about how that's made up. Whether there's some part time, or or whether you're going with out and out out and out spinners. Okay, well, so um, we'll obviously have Santner in the mix there. You've got Astle, uh, who's floating around. Uh, Todd Astle. Um, the wicket keeping side of things is an interesting one because it can affect the balance of the side if you've got. Seifert in there, um, then of course he's got a bat relatively up towards the top of the order, but if you've already got Conway in the side who can do the job, uh, perhaps Seifert misses out uh, to add to that balance. Is, is that a possible read on it? Yeah, it's... Uh, look, I think I think New Zealand's in a really good position, and they've done it really well building up to this tournament with people and, uh, uh, with a bit of experience within this uh, within this squad, so... Um, I, I would read it that way. I, look, I, I think what Conway's done, in the, and it's pretty harsh on some side of it, but what Conway's done in the last uh, 12 months has, has been phenomenal, and, and his his composure, his, his skill set, and and he's very solid with the gloves as well. I, I think I'd yeah, I, I think I'd chuck in the gloves, um, and it just gives you a, a little bit more opportunity and diversity as well with that with that left hand at the top of the order. Or in and around. Yeah, I think that's probably the way I would go as well. So you've got Bolt and you've got uh, Saudi floating around, Lockie Ferguson with the pace. So I think our balance is quite good, but it's just a case of, uh, I think, just finding that right combination and the conditions in the UAE, which uh, Nathan have been interesting as well. And I don't mind for one second that spin's a huge factor in this. I think it's a it's a great art, and it's it's one that has to be combated from a batting point of view. So. I, I, I would imagine you're quite happy to see that to the forefront as well, not just there as whipping boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but I, I, I do think, yeah, 2020, yeah, if you look at all the World Cups that have gone on uh, in, the, in the last sort of 10 or so years, um, 2020, uh, especially spin has been a huge factor. Uh, and, and I think uh, the conditions, look, they, they don't turn... Uh, massively like Sri Lanka or, or India um, on, on bumps and pitches, but um, they still do slow up and, and, and spin as a, as a major factor and change of pace from a seam bowling perspective as well. So that'll be talked about, um, but I, I'd say you'll be looking at uh, the spinners being pretty prominent across the board. And not only that, on the flip side, the players and the teams that have the ability to play spin, not just slog, uh, not just power hit against spin, but Manipulate and, and and play spin at a minimal risk to continue to to turn over the scoreboard. Those are the teams that are going to be there at the end because they're going to have to deal with it day in day out 
uh, and they'll have to deal with those pressure situations against world-class spinners across the board. Well, let's um, just uh, recap the uh, IPL for a second because, uh, of course, you had a vested interest in it with your brother's team, uh, the KKR, getting through to the grand final, losing to Flem's team in the end, though. But uh, that was a heck of a comeback. Uh, I imagine he gets some sort of kickback, a little bit of a bonus. That's the way they work, isn't it? And I, I imagine he shares it around the family, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Nah, look, uh, I, I think his pride will be hurt, won't he? Because Flem will be all over him with that one on the golf course next mm. time, wherever they are. Um, but, uh, look, yeah, that was that was fantastic. It was great to see you. And what was great to see as well was you had three finalists being, being um, New Zealand coaches, uh, and it just shows the, the um, experience that we've got uh, in New Zealand across the world these days um, with, with Mike Hesson, Paz, and, and, and Flem all being in there in the finals mix. So, uh, Exciting to see, and uh, it was a, it was a really good tournament in the end. I thought um, they they managed to obviously get it back up and running and, and do it well. And uh, a change of change of um, conditions meant, meant that different teams came in the mix. So um, yeah, look, I think KKR they they were there and thereabouts. They'll be they'll be gutted they couldn't take it a, across the line. But uh, Chino, uh, yeah. They're one of those teams, aren't they? They they figure out a way yep. to win no matter what, and uh, and they've consistently shown that. Yep, they've done it four times, and uh, with MS Stoney in charge, they might just do it again with Stephen Fleming. So they won't change too much at the top. Yeah, hey Nathan, thanks very much for your time this morning and keeping us updated on your thoughts of the T20 World Cup. Uh, all eyes on, I think anyway, New Zealand Pakistan, which is a massive game in that particular group. So thanks very much for your time this morning. Cheers, Lily. Yep, cheers, Nathan. Uh, Nathan McCullum there, folks. Uh, it's 9.19 here on SENZ. Just, uh, just recapping, uh, Pakistan scoring 152 without loss, chasing down India's 151 for seven. They did it in 18 overs, so two overs to spare. They did it on the bit, as they say, without any pressure whatsoever. Yesterday, Bangladesh uh, 171 for four. Sri Lanka 172 for five. Good win there. Uh, West Indies, as we said, knocked over for 55. England... Uh, a few shaky things to get there, but they got always going to get there. And only eight overs, they got 56, point, uh, 56 for four. So the big guns are out to play, and it's our turn very shortly. Uh, look, um, double eight double three is our uh, text number. Uh, what would you make of the All Blacks? Um, bit of a yawn for me, to be perfectly honest. Um, we expected it would be a big score, um, but a really, really big score. And I don't think it reflects at all well on the United States rugby. We hear it's uh, want, they're wanting to host a World Cup. Uh, we hear that um, it's developing. We keep talking to people to say that the game's going well. It's getting stronger and strength. Uh, the strength of certain areas are very, very good. Can't see that in 104 to 14, can you? So what did you make of it? Was it a, a bit of a yawn? Uh, would you be concerned? Uh, and also, what do you make now of, um, of the uh, T20 World Cup now that the, the serious teams um, are up and running and the real contenders have come out to play?